We're beginning with 728, which is excerpts from Psalm 13, a psalm of lament. Let us join together in this ancient prayer. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because God has been good to me. And now 724. That's not right. 726 from Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Bring up all your requests to God in your prayers and petitions, along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Melanie and Jonathan, we invite you to bring us a word. Start with a familiar action, a nose blow. Here we go. <laughs> we, we have a great opportunity to reflect with you and offer a blessing to you and rejoice in what God has done. We're so grateful to this community. And yeah, you have formed and shaped us in so many ways. So thank you. A last word. Remember back in January 2007, we came for candidating. We offered a question to you all. I think it was from Jonathan uh, during the Q&A time. And we asked you all, how are we going to be formed as a family by you? Seattle Mennonite Church. There was silence. And then Stuart leaned into the aisle and said something along the lines of, I think the silence is because no one has ever asked us that before. Y'all may not have been able to articulate it then. But, oh my gosh, this is gonna be hard. But in living together over the last 14 years, there's been a whole lot of formation happening. We are the same and not the same people that joined you back then. We have areas of formation that we wanna name. So we have been formed as ministering people. Melanie, you can't push the river. Melanie, 
You can't push the river. Thank you, Gordon Scoville. <laughs> I had been working out of a sense of urgency, a sense of wanting to move faster than I possibly could. And that image of the river going steady, flowing steady, I can sit or I can, I can watch the river, I can join in the river, I can float along in the river, I can swim in the river, I just can't push it, I could even dam up the river. I can't make it go any faster. Instead, I can join in the flow of God's spirit, the spirit of light, and let it lead. Allowing the spirit of life to be what it is and work out the details as we are carried forward. The work of community ministry needed quiet strength, a non-anxious presence amidst tumultuous, challenging, and unimaginable events. <laughs> I know that my threshold of personal comfort with and tolerance of traumatic stress and chaos was higher than most everyone around me. <laughs> so I learned on the daily then to listen deeply to the needs of others and what they needed to experience sanctuary at God's Little Acre and in church and on Sunday morning while offering understanding and empathy for those being broken daily by the trauma of homelessness. We have been formed as a trio. You welcomed and supported this duo with a five-year-old in tow, <laughs> providing us part-time work that allowed for flexibility to be home. When Thalia came home from school, supporting Thalia as she adjusted to her new surroundings. Her fourth move in the first five years of her life. It was awesome to have a community of parents in a similar stage of life learning together, especially appreciated living into the identity of parenting a teenager and becoming a potted plant was an image that was we learned together as, as a community. Ever present in the room, not interfering or initiating, only responding when necessary. <laughs> the community ministry offered Thalia an opportunity to be raised in diversity, to not be afraid and also not naive about connecting with folks on the streets and drawing near to human suffering. Actually, having her with us was often one of the most de-escalating strategies we had. Everyone was on point at the drop-in when the third community minister was in the room. In Seattle, we learned about interdependence. Like Carl, Susan, and Sage moving us into a spare bedroom for the months it took to repair the damage to our home following a flood. Or Vern offering us his condo to live in for two years while we built a new home. And he lived with and house pet sat for many of you over that time. 
We were taken in, sheltered, and welcomed. Images come to mind like Marine Dave, whose claim to fame is being the only person to have acted in such a way as to bring the SWAT team to church. <laughs> Marine Dave, sitting with five-year-old Thalia and reading her favorite book about planting purple lupins. Images come to mind of purpose and inclusion with Thalia and the minions of children serving pie at the Mennonite country auction. Images of development, as Thalia was encouraged to learn about leadership through Explore and preach her very first sermon here at SMC. Images of collaboration as Thalia's peers, thank you Asha for being here, joined in painting a mural on the church, resisting the efforts to erase the Duwamish name. Images of risk-taking, trying new things together, learning to rollerblade, ride a bike with the homeless community as her coach, or taking driving lessons with a best friend. We have been formed as a couple. We were able to deepen our trust in each other and appreciation of one another's gifts and brilliance through the separation of responsibilities that was intuitive and needed we were enabled to explore what it means to go all in as a presence in a neighborhood to form authentic relationships in church on our block among agencies with businesses and across this region we definitely had romantic notions coming in about having long-standing relationships with people we were meeting on the street and while some of those friendships will be lifelong, we recognize that most of the people we met through the drop-in are relationships forged during the most and worst traumatic time in people's lives. We are the relationships people in the homeless community are forced to put up with because we are offering something they need. So when people do move on and regain independence and increased autonomy, they don't come back, always come back or desire to stay connected. And we get that. We came to learn that we needed to find long-standing relationships in other ways and places and let go of our assumptions. We have also been formed as a community, a collective here at Seattle Mennonite. And our appreciation that our collectivism and collaboration has led to the exponential growth that we can talk about over the last 14 years. We have followed the spirit of life together. This has truly been our dream job. The opportunity to work with you all, a faith community in this neighborhood. Weldon has often said that we did exactly what we were invited to come and do and accomplished way more than SMC had ever dreamed possible. The we is us, you all, and literally hundreds of neighbors who have been drawn to the spiritual vortex, as dear Larry Scheffler liked to call it, SVC, the spiritual vortex church we observed you all at community meals smc and neighbors breaking bread together 
sharing an abundant table, <clears throat> offering a quality of presence and deep listening that birthed the community ministry out of bread breaking. We observed you leaning into complicated discernment, revamping our entire church structure, embracing an open and affirming identity, repudiating the doctrine of discovery, releasing property to build housing for veterans. We saw your names on post-it notes all along the halls of the Oaks, where rooms were cleaned and painted, knowing your hands had touched and blessed the walls was a source of comfort and grace. What is our hope and prayer for you all? A deep abiding trust and appreciation of one another, that you are showing up in your workplaces, in your households, and as a congregation, showing up for justice, healing, and prophetic witness. Our hope and prayer is that you will stay grace-filled, knowing that repair and healing ministry is messy. Injustice is nimble and constantly shape-shifting in order to ensure its survival. There is so much hope in collective action, but it is rooted in collective love and admiration. So friends, break more bread together. Tell each other what you appreciate and admire about one another. Cook great recipes. Share wine and whiskey. Play together more. Bike together more. Camp together more. Love on each other and bring others into the experience of hospitality and community. A murmuration of love and justice. In our scriptures, we hear of the good work that God began in the church. And long ago in this community, we saw a community on the margins and y'all responded. You listened, took folks seriously and upheld human dignity. You sat and broke bread with your neighbors. You tolerated challenging behaviors. You made sure you knew people's names. You shared stories in memory of people who died. You made egg sandwiches. Facilities were transformed and renovated. Funds were identified and contributed. Friendships were forged. People were baptized. An unacknowledged neighborhood was seen and an underserved neighborhood was served. Partnerships formed and people collaborated. Boundaries between faith communities were crossed. Bridges formed between Jewish and Muslim and Buddhist and Baha'i and Protestant and Catholic and Christian science and Church of Latter-day Saints and Seventh-day Adventists all came to the shared table of the labor. People were housed in McDermott Place. Valor Apartments was built and an American flag was erected on former church property. <laughs> Seattle University nursing students identified medical needs and saved lives. 
People in need of medical recovery were placed in motels. Congregations offered space for shelter. Staff were hired and meals provided. And a task force met every month to support the effort. People on the streets of Lake City were counted. Human resources, legal and financial expertise were offered. The campus plan is emergent from the muddling. There were seminars taught, companionship and trauma-informed care and motivational interviewing. People's lives were restored to health. People found jobs and community. And we have a 24-7 enhanced shelter for 60 people in Shoreline. We worship together because God is good. And God began all of this in you. May you continue to be a blessing in Lake City and beyond. Peace be with you. Also with you. Though we are indeed not singing, um, you may turn in your purple hymnal to number 682. Um, we checked, it is relatively low risk to hum. So if you can manage it past the lump in your throat, <laughs> but you to hum along in response to the good word. And as we prepare for prayers, um, whew, number 682, Lord, listen to your children praying. Uh, two times through. 